there is magic in the mundane, bliss in the banal. The day is your dharma. I'm your host, Amaryllis, Ayurvedic health counselor, yogini, and Akashic Records reader. And this is your life, Altered. Welcome back, fellow starseeds. So remember uh, a while back in the episode where I said, oh yeah, I'm probably going to have the next one released, you know, later this week. <laughs> what I actually meant apparently was uh, three weeks later. So here we are three weeks after that last episode. And I just want to say sorry for the delay. It's taken me a little bit of time to really go through everything and, and process everything so that I could really speak about it in this episode. So, you know, I, I just didn't want to do it until I felt prepared for that. So before I share some things in this episode, um, I do want to say that it's not too late to set intentions for the coming year. It's not like you missed the boat if it didn't happen on January 1st, 2022. No, it's not like that. So I usually see the entire month of January as this in-between time where I'm processing the old year and reflecting and reviewing on it, you know, see the past episodes, podcast episodes, so that I can then kind of determine where I want to direct my energy and what intentions to set for the coming year. And that, you know, takes a little bit of time and processing and it's just, it's more um, involved and it doesn't necessarily happen so quick. So January, basically January, you know, after the holidays until the lunar new year feels like this in-between time, a transitional time where you're really kind of getting it sorted out and getting clear so that you can really move forward in a, in a strong and steady way. So if you haven't even thought about them or you were feeling bad because you haven't said any and you wanted to, and you feel like it's too late now because what's the use? It's already almost February. I say, I call bullshit. It's never too late. And actually this is a really good time even if you haven't listened to my other previous two episodes, you can go ahead and do that. But at the very least, get clear on what you're wanting for this coming year. And so I was going to say that it's definitely not too late because next week we have on, I believe it's Monday. Hold on, let me pull up my calendar. Yeah, Monday, the 31st is the new moon. And then the next day, February 1st, we have the Lunar New Year. And then the next day, February 2nd, is what I consider a portal opening because it's 2-2-2022. And I just think next week is going to be a really potent and powerful time, especially there at the beginning of the week, to get these intentions set and kind of declared to yourself and to the universe to say, this is what I'm wanting. This is where I'm going. So it's definitely not too late. Now I reflected on the past year and it was really amazing to see. I did all the things that I described in the past two episodes and it was so fascinating to see all that was transpiring in January, February, March, and then, um, you know, after mom died, um, 
at the beginning of May, how everything just kind of got so quiet. And especially through the fall and winter, it, you know, I'm, I'm listing all the things from the calendar and just like the photo. It just, it got so quiet. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the year and thinking, this has really been a hard year. And I'm, so I'm not regretting that all the things, because I'm looking at, you know, all the intentions that I put down for 2021. So I'm not regretting that most of that did not happen. I mean, there was a lot that did happen that, you know, because I was so caught up in the falling away of things and, you know, what wasn't happening, I didn't pay attention to, well, what did happen that I could celebrate. And so that's why it's so helpful to go back through the calendar, through the photos, um, through everything to really see, oh yeah, there was a lot. But I don't regret that so much of what I had intended or wanted didn't happen because, you know, when there's a death and especially with a parent, that space needs to be created and carved out. Um, because I think there's something very deep at a soul level that is getting shifted when a parent dies. And I think that that um, also means that there's this re-attunement and re-navigation, kind of reorientation to your life that needs to happen because of this profound soul shift when, when a parent leaves. And um, so you have to um, really process, well, what is this now, now that they're gone and, and moving forward in your life? So I was taking that time and I don't regret any of the things that did not happen because I really honor what needed to come first and what needed to take priority. And, um, it, it was just the priority. So not only was it just processing grief, but then a lot of things in the fall started to fall away. And, um, you know, things that I thought I'd be doing and getting back to, but then it didn't happen. Um, and uh, what else? I think I had mentioned before, I was having psychic attacks, like in my dreams. It just, it was a, the fall and early winter were actually really hard. And I had a... Um, Vedic astrology reading with someone uh, that I had one with a couple of years ago. So I went back to her, had a reading again in October. And you know, the, the session is so jam-packed. It's two hours of just really potent information about me and my planets and my transits and what's going on. And so I can't remember everything. So, you know, there's just little bits and pieces that I recall. So I was going back through um, the recording a couple of weeks ago to, you know, take notes on it so I can jot down all the important things that she was saying so I can just easily look back at them. And she was saying, and I don't know how I, I missed this, but she was saying that my son Saturn Dasha, I don't know what that means because I just don't know. Uh, but she said basically Saturn came in uh, February of 2021 and, you know, made a transit for a year. And so almost a year. So here, um, at the end of January, I'm going to come into, um, something different. 
And so there's kind of a, um, a leaving of Saturn. But she said when that Saturn comes in, the Sun Saturn Dasha, for that almost year time, she said it's really, really hard. It, there's many challenges. Um, there's a lot of heartbreak. There's a lot of um, upsets in life. There can be a lot of pain. There can be uh, disease. Um, just It's just hard. And I thought, yeah. <laughs> That's the year that I've had. Um, it's just been a hard, hard year. And so it was. it, it just felt really good to see that, um, to know that there's been a lot of things happening this year that don't usually transpire in my life and a lot of things coming up that usually don't. And, um, and so she was like, you know, it's going to get better. It, it, you'll start to feel the relief of that. And it's not going to be so hard. Um, you know, come February, 2022, it's, you know, something else is coming in. And so it's going to, there's going to be an ease, uh, um, or just not so much intensity and pain on challenge and hardship. I'm like, Oh, well, thank goodness. <laughs> I had posted on Instagram, like this, this really has just been, uh, a painful year. And you know what? I'm kind of feeling like that has been the case for a lot of people. Um, at the beginning of 2021, I was talking about, uh, there's a teacher that I have who's a master numerologist and he was talking about the numerology of the year, which is five. And that five is like this really intense energy. And the thing that we keep going back to now that the year is completed is it's the energy of a disruptor. And a lot of things got disrupted for me and in my life this year. And so it just, it, it some things did get ignited, like kind of like a, a jet fuel to start things, but that was really just at the beginning of the year. And then, you know, the, the disruptions started happening and <laughs> I just, oh. I also started realizing as I, ref, uh, as I was reflecting um, and just taking all this time to process that. It took a while before I was aware of it, but that I'm, I'm playing this, um, I keep speaking in my mind, I'm so sorry, mom, for your life. And when I finally became aware of it, I thought, wait, I, I mean, that sounds like a very loving thing to say, but I'm not responsible for her life. And I'm, I don't need to apologize for her life. I, you know, I'm like, where did this come from? And so it, it feels like guilt, but it's not for me to carry. It's not mine. And so that's something that I'm going to, uh, that I just came aware of in like the past week and a half that I'm, you know, now that I'm aware of it, I can, I can stop that and say, no, you know, the next time it just kind of wants to come up. I'm like, no, this isn't mine. This isn't mine. I, I don't apologize for her life. It wasn't my life. It was hers and hers alone. And, um, you know, I, I don't carry this guilt. So with everything, all of that, the whole year, I will say that, you know, a, a, I don't want to say it was a depression, but there was just a darkness and a heaviness that kind of had come over me. And especially through fall and winter, understandably. And just, I don't know what it is. I don't know if there was something in the stars and the astrology that was happening, but January 14th, something shifted. 
something shifted and I started feeling more like myself, more like um, centered and grounded in who I am without the um, without carrying the stuff of others. And this is kind of where ancestral things come into play, like recognizing, oh, I'm I'm carrying this guilt about mom or for mom. That's not mine. Uh, 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 I need to let that go. So whatever it is that happened on the 14th, um, there was a shift. And ever since then, things have really felt more positive, more um, engaging, more uh, productive, and really just like I can move forward in the way that I need to in life, not like to be busy and start doing all the things again, but that enough of what I needed to process and clear did get healed and cleared so that I have now the freedom to move forward in the ways that my soul wants to and needs to. I ended up going to a a vision board gathering with a group that I'm part of called My Sober Girlfriends, which I love. And I'm just going to give them a shout out and to uh, the organizer, Naomi. Please check them out, especially if you are uh, somebody who is conscious and sober. And, um, you know, this is not in any way a program. We don't talk about, you know, alcohol and what it's done, how we're recovering. Like, no, no, no. It's really about high vibe females coming together, doing things and connecting in ways that just don't incorporate alcohol at all. So, um, I've really been enjoying it. And I actually did a a presentation, um, on connecting with intuition with, within their group. So it was really fun. So I went to, um, I think it was, yeah, like a week ago, the vision board gathering and made a vision board, which I haven't done in many, many, many years. Uh, just did it fast and furious without thinking. Um, there's a lot of interesting things that have been placed upon the board because I move so quickly when I do it that I just don't think. And I just let it let what wants to jump on the board, come on up. Um, so I'm going to be curious to see how it all looks at the end of the year. And I'll, I'll share more about that, you know, at the end of next year, but, uh, not, not until then. So, um, but it was wonderful, but I was noticing before doing the vision board that I was kind of like in this PTSD sort of state, like everything that I'd wanted from last year just fell away. And for like, you know, really big reasons and death and, you know, not just mom, but other deaths and just oh, so many things. So there was a part of me that was saying, do I even want to set intentions for this year when, you know, things are just going to happen and they're all just going to fall away? There was a, there was a part of me that was feeling anxious about that, fearful about it and not wanting to do it. Cause why? Like, they're probably just going to fall away again. And I had to recognize that thought and that fear and that constriction. And I said, no, 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 no. That was last year. And true, lots of things that did transpire were beyond your control. But you don't regret putting those intentions down. 
And you're not going to regret putting those goals and those intentions and these visions down for this year either. You want that direction. And, you know, life unfolds as it will, but you don't want to retract in that kind of a fear and, and be too afraid to put what you want down on paper and uh, put it into the ether and speak it into the world because you're afraid, well, it's not going to happen. Everything's just going to fall away again. I, you know, so I, was, I had to very consciously say, I'm not, I'm not going to contract into that fear. I, I will step forward into this year and we, I will declare what I want and the visions and the goals that I have. So before I get into uh, some thoughts that I have about you setting your intentions or thinking about your intentions or even using these prompts to revisit the intentions that you put down a few weeks ago, um, I just wanted to share a couple of my goals uh, for the year. Uh, one of them, so every year I set climbing goals. I and one of them for last year was I want to start top roping because I had only bouldered before that. And for whatever reason, being on the rope made me nervous. And I was just, I'd never done it and it just felt scary. Two, I wanted to climb outside and I did both of those before mom passed away. So um, March and April, I was able to do both of those and I have been top roping ever since because I'm so in love. I, I don't even boulder anymore. I just, I love climbing on the rope and it, oh, it's just so wonderful. I'm so in love and so enamored with, with climbing. So this year, my goal is, um, climbing more. So I've only been going once a week for the past few months and I want to go at least twice a week, but ideally three times a week, even if one of those times is bouldering. And, by the end of the year, I want to have taken a lead climbing class and learn how to lead climb and lead belay. So, you know, if you don't know what that means in terms of climbing, like when you're on a top rope, uh, the rope is already anchored above you and you have somebody down below that's kind of managing the rope and holding you. So if I'm up high and I happen to slip or, um, you know, fall, I don't actually fall. There's just like a little bit of a, a drop and the belayer has me held. So the rope catches me before I really go anywhere. But with lead climbing, um, if I have to stop or let go or can't grab a hold or there's a foot slip, I'm going to drop a ways before that, um, that anchor below catches me. And so it's a whole different headspace where you have to be comfortable with the falling and that fear of falling. And, you know, that's one of the things that I never expected going into climbing was the headspace and working with fear as you climb. Cause it, it comes up, you know, almost every single time that I'm really challenging myself is you get to a certain place and you're scared. Um, so anyway, that's a whole separate thing. I'm just putting it out there that by the end of the year, I'm going to take a lead climbing class to lead climb and belay. And so we'll see when I mentally feel ready for that, but also physically ready. Cause I, I feel like I need to be a little bit stronger of a climber before I 
begin doing that. So, and then the second one that I'll share is podcasting more regularly. This, I mean, the fact that this took like three weeks for me to get out, no. So I am kind of using this and announcing this as accountability um, so that all the listeners know I'm planning on twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays. So that's going to be twice a week, every week, you know, they might just be short episodes, but the point is to get something out there with regularity and consistency so that, um, well, because I want to, because there's, you know, I have this growing list of things that I want to talk about, share, speak about, and I might even have some interviews coming up this year where I'm bringing other people onto the podcast. So that's it. You know, those are the two that I'm sharing goals, intentions that I've set for myself. Okay, so let me transition into the revisiting intentions portion. Like I said, whether you've set intentions for yourself already for this year or not, um, I forget that a lot of people see intentions. Well, actually, they see it. <laughs> They see it as New Year's resolutions. And the whole paradigm around that, or the narrative seems to be, what's bad that I need to quit? You know, so, you know, it's bad that I keep hitting snooze and I'm going to stop doing that. I'm like going to get up in early in the morning and do things because um, I shouldn't be sleeping in or like hitting snooze 10 times or... Um, I'm carrying this extra weight and that's bad and I don't want it. So I have to quit certain things so that I don't carry this weight. So it's all just like wrapped in this negative mindset of like, what's wrong and what do I need to quit and stop in order to fix that? And I, I just don't see them that way at all. I, I don't use the words, the word resolution. I really say intentions like, because, and here's where I'm starting with the, the intentions and, you know, food for thought for you is I always think of it as in number one, what do I want to experience this year and do this year and create this year? That's exactly how I see intentions. What do I want to do, experience, and create this year? So it's more of getting pulled by desire than kind of, you know, pushed by shame. I mean, how, how terrible. That just doesn't sound like I wouldn't keep resolutions if that's what it was either. Like, no, if that's been the way you operate year after year, then have compassion because of course, of course those resolutions don't stick and they don't work out because pushing in this shame-based way and the negative and the shame, it, I wouldn't want to stick with it either. So I have, what do I want to do, experience, create? And kind of a, a part two of that is I think at the end of the year, what is it that I'm really glad I did? And I put it from that perspective. It's, you know, 
at the end of 2022, as I'm going back through my usual ritual, what is it that I'm going to be so glad that I did or created or experienced? And really that could just be the end of it right there is like that will, that will fill up a lot of things for me. And these are big things. And they're small things, like little itty bitty things. Sometimes they're like little weekend events that I want to go to, you know, nothing life changing. It's just something fun I want to do. What do I want to do, experience, create? If you want to take it a little bit further with uh, three, excuse me, four more things to really consider. These are ones that um, are already really commonplace in my line of thinking, but may be very new and helpful for you and um, setting kind of new framework and narrative for intentions. So you could ask yourself, in what ways do I want to, or I'm not going to phrase it that way. I'm not going to say, do I want to, in what ways will I express myself this year? express. It means the expression of your soul self. How do you express that into the world? Whether anybody else sees that or not, whether you share it on social media or not. For some people, honestly, it's like singing in the shower, making up their own songs. It could be anything. How do you express your soul self into the world. And when I say the world, I just mean kind of it gets out of your head and gets expressed somehow into this three-dimensional realm, not expressed to the world as in the world sees it, it's all over social media, that um, it's public, nothing like that. It just means does it get out of your head? Another one is how will I exert myself? And exert doesn't mean uh, like working really hard and that mental exertion. Exert specifically meaning the body. How will I exert myself this year? As humans in this physical form, we have to work the body. It's designed to work and to move and to exert itself. And our culture is increasingly sedentary. I mean, we're really sedentary. We don't move very much and definitely not in a variety of ways, which is why yoga can be so helpful because it, it moves the body in a lot of unique ways that it doesn't typically get moved um, or stretched or engaged. But, you know, this is really just about how are you going to exert the body? How will you work yourself? For me, that's climbing. It's hard. It's physically challenging. And it's also mentally challenging, but really it's about the body. It's about the body. Like I've started climbing three times a week now and my body's like, oh my God, what are you doing to me? Like it's, it's trying to recalibrate and get used to this. And I'm like, yep, this, this is the new norm. Let's, let's get there. Our bodies need, um, to have that exertion because it helps our mental health. 
and clarity, and it helps our emotional health. So, you know, the, the body is not independent of the mind. So we really want the body to be moved. So ask yourself, how will I exert my body this year? And exert it in a way that also brings you some sort of joy and satisfaction. Does climbing always give me joy? No. Some days it's just like, oh my God, that was a total bummer. I couldn't do anything and just, meh. but I'm always deeply satisfied afterwards, you know, at the exertion of it and that I'm improving. Um, it brings me a lot of joy. So what is it for you that is going to bring you joy and satisfaction that you want to do physically with your body, exert it. And not something that you're like, oh, I should be running 10 miles a day. No, 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 no should be. It's like, what, let your want and your desire pull you into it. I want to climb. I want it. Even though every day isn't like the best and the most amazing, I still want to. So how will I exert my body this year? And then two last ones that are pretty self-explanatory. How will I connect with spirit this year? What are you going to do to regularly connect with spirit? Anything, anything that works for you and that really calls to you. But a life without connecting to spirit, I mean, at this point, at this point, it's something that we deeply need because the outside is shifting and changing so much. We need a connection to source and spirit that feels nourishing and rewarding and anchoring, grounding to us. And then the last one is, what will I do to connect with earth this year? The earth. How will I really connect with earth? And for some people that might be communicating with your plants, your house plants, like every day, singing at least one of them a little song and touching it. For me, it's going outside to the back nature area and I wear um, my toe socks and put on my Earth Runners grounding sandals and I go for a walk out there. And sometimes, like even though it's freezing cold, I'll go barefoot into the stream so I can just feel the mud underneath my toes and the cold water rushing over my feet and ankles. I'm also Reiki certified, so sometimes when I go on a walk outside, I'll just hold my hands out and, and channel Reiki to the trees and everything that is around me. It's, it's my connection. When I go to the Japanese gardens, you know, I'll touch a lot of the plants there. That's a really special, special space. And so that's super fun. But, you know, that, that's just some of the things that I do. Ask yourself, what will I do to connect with the earth this year? The earth needs a connection. And most of us are completely disconnected from the earth and the natural rhythms. We are earth. We are nature. We are the elements. So it not only helps Mama Gaia, but also helps us. It works both ways. We both benefit from it. And then I think... Considering all of those and having, you know, one thing for each of those 
kind of four or five, six items that I had, I think when you look back on your year, you're going to say, you know, that made an impact that really made a difference. And then on top of this, it's just a little sprinkle because it's not just about setting the intention. You got to come back to it throughout the year. You've got to remember these through the year. Otherwise, they're going to just fall away. You're going to forget about them because the habituation and the patterning of what has been will just continue with this regular momentum. And you don't want that if you want these things to come to fruition. So I'm also just going to sprinkle in here, get accountability. When you get clear on what it is that you're really wanting, get accountability. Like I just did earlier in the podcast, I didn't just keep it to myself because that would be too easy and be like, oh, well, you know, I don't really have to podcast and release an episode Monday and Thursday. Like nobody knows. Nobody will know the difference. Nope. I just said it. So if something really, really huge happens to come up and it's just, you know, big, then I won't. But otherwise, I have put it out to all of you that Mondays and Thursdays, there's going to be an episode. That's that's my accountability. Also, so who are you going to tell? Who are you going to share this with? Are you going to get an accountability partner? Think about who you can tell so they can help hold you to what you want. Also think about resources. What resources do I currently have and what resources do I need? And that's really thinking about time, energy, money, financial resources, people, services. So for whatever it is that you're calling in, how will you carve out the time for that? How will you um, redirect finances to support that? Because pretty much I'm guaranteeing that the money is there. It's just that, you know, it might be spent in ways that aren't serving you right now. And you can redirect them in a way that does help you evolve and grow and um, supports these intentions, these things that you want in life. So if you would like to share any of these with me, I would love to hear them and what you're really calling in for this year, what you're really wanting for this year. And um, you can always message me on Instagram, send me an email. The link is, and the information is down in the show notes. I, I want you to create an amazing year for yourself, no matter what happens on the outside, no matter what's happening out in the world, that you are still moving toward your desires and your soul's fulfillment and um, personal evolution. Many blessings to you in this 2022. And please keep an eye out because next Monday, the 31st, either you know the Sunday night or really early uh, Monday morning next week, I'm going to have a podcast about how you can, uh, it's, it's going to be a ritual to plant the seeds, to really set these intentions because of the new moon, because of the lunar new year, because of that 2-2-2022 portal opening next week. So, you know, get it together, get it organized, get it fairly clear in your mind what you're wanting so that you can participate in this ritual for next week. And I will be sharing that next Monday. 
Remember that spirit guides but never decides. How will you choose this hour, this day, this week at the altar of your life? Thank you so much for listening. If you feel called, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and share it. Also, connect with me and discover more on Instagram at Amaryllis underscore Fernandez. Until next time.